This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, lovers of central Alberta and crafters of delicious beer. Say hi to Dave. He's kind of important, too. Well, if podcast episodes were the speed needed in miles per hour that the DeLorean automobile must attain in order to travel back or forward in time in Graham's favorite movie, Back to the Future, you'd know this has to be episode 88 of The Harmonious Gentleman. On the way in this morning, I I thought about that, and I really hoped you would go with that today. Because nice. there's a lot of 88 stuff. There is a lot of 88s. But you, you made the right choice. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm Graham. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. Yeah, 88 miles per hour. That's pretty fast. It's really fast. Yeah. DeLoreans must have been known as a speedy car back in the day. Yeah, I think they were... Like, were they actually cool before the movie came out? Do you know? Well... Chris, you were alive. Like, I like the Fiero, and it kind of looked like that. Sort of mm-hmm. like a cheap knockoff sports car, maybe. Okay. I, I thought they were cool, but maybe... I don't know what if I saw them before I saw mm-hmm. Back to the Future as a kid. Because they were sure. a pretty short-lived vehicle. Like, they weren't yeah. exactly around for a while. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen one on the road? No. You? No. Once, I think when we were in California driving and it was like, what? That's... Yeah. The the dock is in there. Or, you know. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Chris. Yeah. Tyler has read? an email for the gentleman. I do. Yeah. It's uh, from Kristen and it's called AI Episode. Hey, gents. Great chat on AI, pun intended. I'm currently slightly obsessed with all things AI and as a result, my social media algorithm has picked up on this and is serving me all things AI news. I don't hate this. I saw this post and thought of you guys. There's some AI tools available for podcast editing. Also, check out There's an AI for That, database of AI tasks. That's cool. Yeah, and it's easy to find. There's an AI for that.com. Hopefully, AI can take care of all our tedious tasks. Enjoy. Yeah. So thanks, Kristen. Would you like an AI support for editing the podcast, Graham? I would like to try. Yeah. Yeah, I would like something intelligent um, editing this podcast. <laughs> Artificial or not. <laughs> Guess what's being edited out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a guest uh, joining us pretty quickly, you guys. Uh, a Governor General Award winning guest. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Where are we right now? Chris can tell us. Well, we're out in the beautiful, do they call this the makerspace or the learning, learning commons? commons? Learning commons. Of Red Deer Polytech, Nick. And we were recording in just these comfortable chairs in, close to the trade. Right now, the most students aren't in session because it's reading week, but the trades students are. So we've seen a number of them preparing for tests this morning. Yeah. And we're here for a teacher's conference. Right. So there's lots of cool people around. Yeah. We happen to snag one yeah. for an episode here. Yeah, so good job, cool. Tyler, reaching out. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Well, these kids are all nervous for their test. Why don't we... Let's make them happy by recommending them some stuff. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats while supporting their community and spreading the love. There's a new musical that everyone should see called Hamilton. (laughs) I mean, it's relatively new. Is it Hamilton Part (laughs) 2? I'd watch it. Uh, Chris has been telling me for years to watch Hamilton, right? I think couple of years probably and it's one of those things that the longer it went on the worse i felt but also it was kind of fun to not watch it for a while mm-hmm. um but anyway i finally watched it and my recommendation is gosh if you haven't seen hamilton on disney plus you have to watch it 
Yeah. And if you've seen it, you're like, of course, Graham. Like, we've seen this eight years ago or whatever. It's awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So this is not exactly a timely recommendation, but man, my wife and I watched it and just, it's breathtaking. It's kind of fun, though, to watch something that is old and catch up and be like, you're right. It was good. I know. But now I'm into the music and yeah. no one really else is anymore. It's like, you know, that's... No, people still are. Okay, cool. I'm treating it kind of like a, a, a fine wine and just letting it age <laughs> a little bit. And it'll be even better Maybe when I enjoy century. it in another eight years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will add one quick thing, too. Tyler recommended a rapper to me recently. Uh, oh, a yeah. group, and he he's actually one of the main actors in the Disney Plus version of Hamilton, which is hilariously awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his first name. Last name Diggs, I think. Yeah. yeah. And the band was Clipping. Yeah. Yeah. He plays yeah, Jefferson and, and Lafayette. Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Cool. And on that on that note, I have uh, more music to recommend. Just a, a genre or a subgenre, Japanese math rock. What? If you go on Spotify and real? just look that up. Yeah. Okay. Japanese math rock. Um, very technical guitar work, drumming. It's kind of like jazz rock. What's the Japanese rock part of it? Well, there's just a bunch of Japanese bands that play this oh, okay. this, uh, this style of music. Um, I sent Graham a clip of a band called Toe. Oh, that. Yeah. And uh, it's a good example of Japanese math rock. And I got no response. So <laughs> because I sometimes when I hear like, music that, when I hear things that are that complex, it kind of depresses me a little bit. <laughs> like I lose all my confidence musically. So thanks for that. Tyler should have gotten back to you. It was pretty cool stuff for sure. Yeah. Toe like T O E or like, yeah. Oh. yeah. Even just one song by Toe called Goodbye. Okay. Can I just say public service announcement, listeners? If I ever don't text you back. <laughs> Like, yeah. I love you, and I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> right. It means you're overwhelmed. It means I'm either overwhelmed with love and joy <laughs> right. or despair. But either okay. way, it's going to be tough. All right. Chris, do you want to well, save this? My recommendation is more about comfort than anything. You've probably known for a long time that Saks makes really great underwear. But did mm-hmm. you know they make socks? And the best mm-hmm. socks I've ever worn, and I'm wearing a pair today, are made by Saks. By Saks socks, hmm. if you get a chance. They're a little pricey. But they're worth every What's penny. Fourteen ninety nine for one pair. <laughs> for one pair. Okay. Yeah. And that maybe it was on sale. Okay. But you should try them. Just get one pair and see if your feet like them. I will. I don't are they love. athletic? Like, are they mostly cotton? Some wool? I don't blend. really know what they're made out of. They're okay. really comfortable. Okay. They fit your feet perfectly. Well, Saks are famous for the little pouch. Right. In the These sock, do they like toe, toe pouches? Toe pouches. No, yeah. no. Okay. They look like a traditional sock. <laughs> okay. Can I just say, I don't love their underwear. No. no it's I not. like the socks okay. a lot better okay. than yeah, the underwear. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hamilton, Japanese math rock, and sack Sa- socks. Sack socks. All right. Ty, why don't you help us transition here? Well, I can go straight into introducing who our guest is going to be. Okay, Should I do that right now? Let's do that right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Christian Bazaraba is um, going to be joining us shortly. Um, he's a teacher, but not a teacher in the way that um, you guys are teachers. He's a recipient of the 2020 <laughs> <laughs> Governor General Award for Excellence in Teaching. He's oh, like a okay. this morning. <laughs> he's an activist and community leader. He's a rad dad, but not a rad dad in the way that you guys are rad dads. <laughs> He's actually a rad dad. <laughs> he is actually a rad dad. He is a host of the podcast, The Rad Dad Show, where he interviews rock stars and other uh, cool people and talks about parenting, ideas, wisdom, hmm. just experiences of parenting. 
and yeah, he's going to be joining us shortly here, and I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. Cool. Let's get to it. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store, bringing skateboards, fashion, and creativity to Central Alberta communities. Check them out online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. So Christian, welcome to the Harmonious Gentleman. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. We just finished our recommendations segment, but you seem like a guy who has lots of recommendations. Is that true? <laughs> I could probably I could probably talk for half an hour just uh, about personal recommendations and things that people should should uh, check out. But I want to hear yours first because I came in a little bit late. So you were talking about your socks here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally like my recommendations are better, but I got these new sack socks <laughs> yeah. and they're awesome. So if you get a chance, pick yeah, up a pair of sack socks. Said, I kind of transitioned from like cheap, you know, Walmart socks yep. to a little bit the good better, stuff. and it does make a difference. It, makes, it like was like mind blowing. Yeah, to start your day, yeah, I like that. How about yours? Well, mine uh, is also a little embarrassing because it's an eight-year-old musical that Chris is trying to get me to watch Hamilton for a long time, and I finally did, and it was obviously totally amazing. And I, it's embarrassing it took me so long, but Hamilton. There we go. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mine was Japanese math rock. What is that? As a genre. Of music, oh, I'm gonna like that's mine. Like my my list is basically music and stuff. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll give I'll throw out a whole whole bunch because I'm these are things that I'm just really into right now. I'm actually gonna be on another podcast next week. Do you guys know any punk music? Are you familiar with punk? Tyler's I, our I, resident I, punk yeah. intro, uh, music guy. So you know propaganda. Yeah, yeah. So propaganda. There's propaganda pod. Uh, the unscripted moments podcast. Okay, I haven't heard the podcast, so, but I like yeah, propaganda. It's, it's really really good. Uh, and so they they asked me to be on it, and so. I would, my recommendation would be anything propagandy. Yeah. Um, some prairie punk rockers. Um, and the book that I just finished, well, actually, I've finished it for the second time, is Ritual. Anyone familiar with Ritual? No. Heard Fine. the name, but yeah. I can. So years ago, he was voted or named the most fit person in the world. Oh, okay. And so he something did seven marathons oh, okay. in seven days yeah. kind of thing okay. in Hawaii. And, and then he wrote a book called Finding Ultra where yeah. he kind of documents his life where he was, you know, dealing with alcoholism and it was like 40, roughly around my age, like 43. And he had a hard time kind of climbing the stairs in his house and he's like, something's got to change. And he kind of flipped his whole, whole script, you know, came mm -hmm. plant-based, um, very, you know, yeah. Finding Ultra, go check that book out. It's okay. super inspiring. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. For old guys like me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. So can you tell us, I mean, I introduced you already a few few moments ago, mm -hmm. but for our listeners, can you tell us, we're trying, I'm going to try something new here. We usually just say, tell us about yourself. But I've got two questions for you. Okay. Um, where do you come from and where are you going? Can you answer those two questions? I, I can. <laughs> it, it, I guess it depends on kind of where I want to, want to take it. I, have a, I struggle with the where are you going one. So I'll, okay, I'll, I'll yeah. deal with the, the where I kind of came from or wh who I am. Um, so these are things that I tell people. I'm, you know, first and foremost, a dad of two. And so I have an 11-year-old uh, named Kingston and a recent new addition, a three-month-old. Well, oh, he's nice. a bit, maybe three three months in a week or so. Um, his name's Kyler. So that's uh, definitely a new transition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, so first and foremost, I guess I would say that I'm, I'm a proud dad of two. 
uh, retired skateboarder. I mean, what I mean by retired skateboarder is I in, still enjoy skateboarding and that culture. And um, I don't, I'm not as good as I used to be, <laughs> but I still kind of like to do it. Is that the retired? That's what the <laughs> yeah, retired part retired. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a high school teacher. Uh, so I, I teach mainly physics and chemistry. Uh, obviously, you know, we've been in touch because of the, the skateboard stuff that we could kind of talk about too with the skateboard class. So I do that. Currently on secondment at the University of Alberta. Um, I am a founder of a grassroots nonprofit, not an official nonprofit, but that's how we kind of run. Uh, Rad Dads Edmonton, it's called. And so it's a, it's a organization that promotes positive parenting, uh, tries to empower dads, and um, just gets involved in the community and kind of encourages dads to, to do that with you know themselves and, and with their kids. And so we've done a number of initiatives over the years, one being a podcast as well. So mm-hmm. I, I know it's weird being on the other end <laughs> and talking. It's easy to ask questions yeah. Um, yeah. and listen. <laughs> um, so there's that. You know, we, we do a lot of community events. We do family events. We do events for dads. Usually all those events have some sort of um, charitable kind of aspect to them so we raise money for various organizations so um we actually just celebrated our sixth year anniversary or sixth birthday on wednesday um so we're six six wow. years old and yeah i was reflecting back and thinking about all the stuff that we've done yeah i'm proud to say you know we've raised probably about you know over five thousand dollars over the years to various organizations and so that's kind of yeah kind of cool uh, um what else? Creator and co-host of the Rad Dad Show talked about the podcast. And so that's a, a show we have. We're actually doing a presentation at the university for this media class on on Thursday. And so we're, my co-host and I, Brett, are working on a presentation. And I'm like, oh, again, the reflection piece is like, oh, I, we have 97 episodes. That's awesome. And so I don't know yeah. how many episodes you guys have. Well, this is 88. Yeah, it's so, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I get the trials and tribulations of having a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then that's been really fun. We, our recent, most recent episode. Um, so generally we, we, we interview musicians. It's kind of, kind of, it wasn't really meant to be that way. It just kind of ended up going that way because those of our that's our interests. And so it's like, we, we, we entitle it or we describe it as a, podcast with a punk rock edge and so we have interviewed a lot of punk rock artists and musicians and got their perspective on parenting and being a father and so mm. if you're familiar with the band a lot of people are familiar with the band no effects yeah. mm-hmm. and so we recently had uh, the guitarist eric melvin so that was a pretty kind yeah, of a big deal and talking about propaganda chris hannah yeah. the lead singer was on on uh you know years ago so that yeah it's allowed me an opportunity to, to meet some cool yeah cool people like you know again that's kind of like my wheelhouse i love that love that music and stuff i am a lead nice. singer of a punk rock cover band called dad religion so we are <laughs> a, a bad religion well we started out as a bad religion cover band and so we've we've morphed into other various covers so we're working on a, a dad kennedy kennedy set <laughs> uh, so we're gonna look at that's dead kennedy awesome. songs but we've done you know, misfits and, and stuff like that, if you're, if you're familiar with that. So we, we do shows, that's kind of tie into the Rad Dad stuff. You know, we've we've hosted a number of what we call punk and pizza parties um, and where we get uh, younger kids to, you know, dads and, and moms to bring their kids to, to a punk rock show. 
And mm. so we do that. Uh, usually at Soho, we've done it there, and they have really good pizza, and so the kids can come have a slice of pizza and, and mosh in the mosh pit. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been kind of fun. My, my son sings a couple songs with us, the Black Flag songs. Um, cool. So that's been kind of cool to incorporate in that. What else? Um, I a road trip for that, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty, yeah we're, we're, we cool. may have one coming up in April. Yeah, we try to do them um, as much. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, um, you know, our last one was uh, during Christmas, and I had my friend. He's a you know, big, big, bigger dude, big beard. We bought him off Amazon a, a Santa suit, and so he was taking <laughs> right pictures with all the kids <laughs> and stuff like that. It was really that fun. fun show. That's cool. Really fun. Um, and... Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> is that, that's, that too long? Yeah, no, you, that's, I could go on, but that's a lot of cool stuff. You, you yeah, talked about, you know, cool yeah. Stuff. The other question, sorry, where, where, <laughs> where am I going? So I really struggle with this, and I, I've struggled with this for years. <laughs> you know, as so I'm 45. No, not I don't want to go down. Like not saying I'm having a, a, a midlife crisis or anything, but uh, yeah. you know, you get to this age and you kind of. Well, I've been teaching 20 plus years mm -hmm. and then you're kind of like, oh, am I going to do this for another 20 years and just retire? And so, you know, so that's why I've took that secondment opportunity. Although my, my career has been, you know, kind of, I was at a small school for eight years and then at, uh, at a bigger high school in our district for eight years. And then I was the, the department head, uh, science department head for a number of those years. And then it's like, now what? Now what? Now yeah. what? Right? I don't know if you kind of struggle with that. At least yeah. I do. It's like I always want to do stuff. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing kind of with the rad dads. Okay, I started this thing. And like, now what? Oh, okay, start the podcast. Yeah. Now what? Oh, yeah. start a band. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. So, um, so I struggle, you know, and, and becoming a new dad um, three months ago. Definitely change, you know, through a wrench in, <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. the plan. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just say it wasn't really planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, you look fairly but, well rested for somebody who has a three-month-old. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's well. He was in a hotel last night. Yeah, okay, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the secret uh, <laughs> recipe there. My partner, she's she's the super lady. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, so, I don't know. In in terms of of. Where am I going? I, I just kind of like to do, be involved in a lot of things and be creative, I guess. Cool. So the, the podcast, Rad Dads, the band and stuff has allowed me to do that. So I guess in terms of where I'm going, I would like to continue to explore my creativity. Mm -hmm. So I have some ideas. You know, I'd really like to, you know, I've had this idea for a number of years, like trying to do, as I mentioned, I'm like this SNFU super fan, or at least that's what some people call, call me. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been wanting to do like a coffee table photo book of, of their vinyl record like and so I have a pretty big SNFU vinyl record collection and so I'm super nerdy about that and and so I'm also thinking about maybe starting another podcast just about okay. SNFU and so so there's that yeah. sort of stuff and um, so a book I've always wanted to kind of do a book um, and I don't know if if I was to win you know millions and millions of dollars, my my dream would to be teach teach skateboarding, my skateboarding class in physics in California on Venice Beach. <laughs> that would be my dream. <laughs> that <laughs> but, sounds great. So, uh, in terms of where I'm going, I don't know. Maybe I'll throw that out into the universe. <laughs> hopefully, making it to California one day. Um, cool. Be there. I don't know. Yeah. So you. That you answered those questions really well. Thank you. That was our first time. We usually just say, "Hey, who are you?" And it's a well, I'm a teacher. Yeah. And then, then we kind of like move on, but thanks for, I think it's really clear that you're, 
lots of experience in different things. And would you feel prepared to talk about youth from like the perspective of a teacher, a dad? Um, we know you're interested in like social justice issues as well. Is that a direction you'd want to go? Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if what I can, I, I don't want to come across as preachy. So I, I was, you know, quite tried to be a bit reflective of, of these questions and I threw it out. Like once you sent me the outline, I threw out to a ton of friends like, Hey, how do you, I'm like, I don't know. Like, how would you answer this? And so I was just kind of comparing my answers to like what I initially had. Mm. Um, so yeah, where, where can I, can I start with that? Well, one, one question, and I, I did sound similar because when I reached out to you and was thinking, well, we could talk just about teaching yeah. or we could just talk about being dads, but it felt a little bit too specific, right? And our, our listeners aren't all teachers or aren't all parents. So this is a little more open. So I did kind of the same thing as you just started thinking like, what are, how would I answer this question? Or um, what are even the questions to ask people? So the first question on the outline was, like are youth a source of hope or um a concern right or like do they when you think about the youth of today do you feel hopeful or hopeless and that's maybe a good starting point and it doesn't have to be you like there's we can we can talk a bit here too so um preach if you want to or (laughs) turn it on us like chris is full of wisdom oh boy if you ever just need need someone to talk just put it on him are you actually putting it on me? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, sure. I haven't heard from you. You're falling asleep over there. Take it. Yeah. Away. Right. Um, <clears throat> that's a really good question, Tyler, to start with. I think um, I'm hopeful all the time with youth because I think that's sort of historically when we look to our own kids or um, the students we're teaching, maybe that's sort of where I get my source of hope is it's not going to be from the old timers who have been doing things the same way you were talking earlier i think off record about some of the work you're doing in the university with older um university professors and sometimes there's kind of a stuckness that can happen with people who have done the same things the same way but looking to people who are younger who have fresh ideas who have um maybe more optimism who haven't really tried anything yet so they're excited to try something new for the first time that kind of always gives me a sense of hope but what can complicate that is when you work with youth and feel there's, there's also a sense of apathy that Mm. kids can have or a detachment. COVID kind of did a number, I think on community and, and separating people from their own sources of, of hope or energy. And we've seen a little bit of that in the, in the education system, kind of a detachment and a, yeah, maybe a, a growing rise in, turning to technology in unhealthy ways or mental arise in mental health issues. So there's concerns that I might have, but in general, I'm very hopeful. I think, I don't know how you guys are feeling about that question. I'm curious what Christian thinks about that question. <laughs> yeah. There's, I don't know. There's lot, lots to unpack there. I, I don't think, I really don't believe that you can be a teacher and not have hope uh, mm-hmm. with, with youth. I, I think, if you are of that mindset, you're in the wrong profession or, or, you know, you should maybe change and <laughs> get out. But you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a, that's a different, different road. Um, 
there always seems like there's never enough hope. And I, I think it kind of goes up, ups and downs. Like you mentioned the apathy. And so I'll reflect on like my teaching the skateboard class. And so just a little background for the listeners. So what I do in that class is have students create their own brand and they, they, with a vision and a reason for it. And, um, and then they create brand assets. So we make skateboard, we make t-shirts, stickers, that sort of thing. And then they promote and market their brand, uh, look at, you know, selling their stuff. And then we do collaborations and, and things like that. And so, um, but the first time ever doing it, it was really, really exciting. I was doing something new, kind of filled my bucket. It was, it was new. It really engaged the students and all the students that were in my class were just engaged 100% on it all the time. And then as I've taught that class more and more, that engagement has actually gone down. And so there's huh. a bit, a bit, a bit of an oh. apathy there. And I was like, always trying to figure out why. And it kind of boils down to, it's like, you know, it's always, it's still school. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah. So it's like, it was super interesting. I'm like, this is super cool. This is what you get to do. But it's like, why am I like beating my head over this kid not finishing his skateboard graphic? What else is going there, going mm. on there? So that's been kind of, kind of interesting. On the flip side, there's been a lot of hope in terms of that I've seen lately. You know, I, I'm involved in the music scene meaning I go to a lot of shows and I really like to check out bands and there's a lot of younger bands that are coming up that are just so awesome. And, and I guess what, what I'm trying to get at for all of those things is like a sense of community. And so mm-hmm. there is hope in these pockets. Mm-hmm. You know, there's hope because you can see like the skateboard community, like the, the kids that are taking my class right now that are skaters, they're really, really into it. And they already have kind of their pre-built community. And so now they're kind of creating stuff on their own, but they're always creative already. I think really right. skateboarding is, is this creative outlet for, for people, not just in the in my class, but you look at skaters generally, they're, they're quite creative individuals usually. Yeah. And, and same with like the punk rock scene too. Like there's that creative kind of piece that kind of go hand in hand. I don't know if I'm kind of going off off topic here, but um, I see a lot of hope in those sorts of communities. Yeah. But yeah, COVID was tough for for a lot of students and teachers too, and, and just people in in general, because it I think it isolated us a lot. Yeah. And now we're trying to figure out how to kind of come back and build that community, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that is very. Uh, at the core of Rad Dads as well and the stuff that I do, it's really about building a community around parenting and, and making fatherhood look cool. Um, you know, we have a, a certain aesthetic to it, a design, and it's, it's really on purpose. And I'm you know tired of like, or was tired of that narrative where we have like the bumbling dumb dad, you know, if you see on sitcoms, like they can't do anything without, you know, the support of, of their partner or wife and, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize the support. <laughs> you know, yeah, right, yeah. You know, um, my girlfriend is you know, super supportive and you talked about sleep. You know, she, she takes the brunt of, of everything with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I guess we, we, I try to build a community with that. Uh, and, and, and how you build a community is you have particular interests, right? Skaters have skateboarding, yeah. you know, um, 
the band guys have have the band and the music, the the dad stuff. So we we do things that I like to do with my kid and want my kid to experience it. So I like to to go to punk rock shows. So a lot of punk rock shows are 18 plus and you can't take your kids. And I don't want to be out till 2 a.m. So what did I do? I started a band where sings punk rock covers soon so I could bring the kids out and we're home, where the shows are done by 8 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're home by 8.30. We're at bed, oh, bed by good. 9. I love it. <laughs> sounds good to me. Right? It's the so, best of all worlds. And, and people are really kind of coming out and enjoying it because uh, it's kind of the, the community. And so um, going back to the, like the hope and the hopelessness, I think if we do our jobs as adults and teachers uh, and kind of inspire and still still those sorts of things in our youth it's there right where they just they just need a they need an opportunity they have a voice they just need an opportunity to 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 express it I guess yeah. and so that's what I saw with that skateboard class for example um, you know another thing you know, I've done you know we talked about the social justice piece and mm-hmm. and and so I've done a lot of projects throughout the years that have touched on those social justice type themes like poverty, um, you know, sexism. We've we've looked at you know, lots of lots of different things, fashion uh, industry, and looking at things like um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> like body image or consumerism? Yeah, more like the consumerism piece and and, and the the use of you know like sweatshops, for example. Okay. Like, you know, the production of our clothes and you know and you know the. Fa- you know, of looking at you know fast fashion. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so things like that that they're they're actually quite aware of that, and so that's kind of one of the the cool things about the internet. And, and there's so much information for them there, uh, but sometimes it's I think so overwhelming and overloading that we need to do a better job in kind of helping them kind of navigate that world, uh, and then and that. So I think that's where kind of sometimes the hopelessness comes in is like, they're just like, oh, there's so many problems. How mm. can I change or how, what can I yeah. do to change this? So, so where you have to be like, hey, like, and that's why I try to do with these programs. Like there is things that you can do in your community that don't take very much time or it's just, it's just, you know, you got to be willing to do it and try to encourage them to do it. I don't know. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> So as a father of two kids as well, younger, uh, seven and four, I often think about the online effect that my kids are going to experience because they don't really have that experience yet. And that worries me a lot. Um, As someone who grew up through the formation of the internet, I'm not an expert these days on what kids are doing, but I'm more aware, I think, than my parents were. And so it does worry me a little bit about how I'm going to introduce that world to them and the effect it's going to have on them. Um, and the one thing that worries me that I see some students is just the, the bombardment of certain things. Like they, the internet's kind of built on, in my opinion, like a negative feedback loop. That's kind of how the algorithms tend to work. And I've been a victim of that too, as we talked about in the podcast many <laughs> times. Um, and so I do worry about the st- our students, the youth, like we, we were talking about some things to be hopeful for and I share those sentiments, but I also think about like they're bombarded with a lot of negative just constantly mm-hmm. by design. And I just feel like that could maybe create a hopelessness maybe in, in a generation or an apathy because it just feels a little bit overwhelming. And I like what you said about there are things you can do, 
But the algorithms aren't suggesting those things typically to our, to our young, our youth. So first of all, my, my question is, how do I effectively raise my two kids, Christian? Okay, you got to teach me. <laughs> no, pressure. no pressure. But uh, do you guys feel that too? Do you feel that like they're 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 more equipped than I than I am probably? They they know more about how these systems work than I do. But still, things yeah. are designed against them. Well, and I think are you talking about social media? How it the algorithm feeds you things that are going to get more interaction, which could be anger, right? So yeah. things that make me angry, I'm going to see more of those things. Yeah. So I. I feel that too. And I wonder if our like high school students, I guess my assumption is they are being affected in the same way I am where like I'm being fed these things that just make me angry and ang- angry and angrier, but maybe we're wrong about that. Maybe they're not interacting with those things in the same way adults are. Yeah. Um, so, but another kind of concern that's related to that, I guess the idea of bombardment of media is, is it just either things that are negative or is it just meaningless things? Like I see, I walk around the high school during a, a break and I see students on TikTok just watching what I would, in my mind, is pointless, meaningless things. So is that creating apathy too, right? Like in like the things you are engaged with are sort of meaningless. In yeah, like you're watching fail videos for right. three hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Which are pretty funny. They are funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, so that's, a, I guess, a concern I have. And yeah. Chris, what's your big concern? Any social media related concerns or are we just um, uh, boomers? So at kind of a, yeah, we are probably <laughs> all fitting that boomer stereotype. But the... Um, even the consumerization or is that a word of like dating? Like when you think of the apps that people now use to connect with other people, it's like a shopping list, right? You're swiping left or right on people that you might be even interested in starting a relationship with. Hmm. Like even something as personal and special as a relationship with somebody starts with an algorithm that has you choosing based on very superficial things. And maybe the spark you have with somebody in dating for the last thousands of years has always been superficial to start with. <laughs> right. I, I get that, but yeah. just that it can be so consumable. Mm. Like that's just another, like that's also maybe there's apathy there or disengagement and you're kind of mindlessly just doing that to people. Like that's a concern for me. Yeah. It's, it, we're commodified. Yeah. Yeah. Know, that's as, a better word than consumers. Yeah now and and it's almost like you have to market yourself all the time to stand out that's could be a a a good thing in the fact that you know you you can then get in touch with who you are maybe but like you mentioned it's kind of superficial yeah there's so much there to to talk about you know you you asked like two when you sent me the outlines like you know what do we need to do better what we do well and i put social media for both those okay. as those talking points and yeah. so yeah. to go to kind of what you were saying or, or asking what do we need to do well i think one it's kind of obvious probably but just talk to your children and yeah. talk to them about it one don't let them use it very much hmm. and how do you do that I, I i let my son he's on his ipad you know what are you doing i'm watching youtube youtube what are you watching on you oh, these youtube shorts okay they're kind of funny and but it's like okay i kind of monitor time and be like okay let's go do something I'm, i get him involved in a lot of things like he does music lessons he mm-hmm. plays hockey um so just having 
introducing them to a lot of interests, I think. And I think sometimes youth don't, they're trying to find themselves and it's easy to mindlessly go through, you know, social media and not do stuff. Like to me, it's that, that simple. They just, you got to do something like what's, what are your interests? Yeah. That's one of the things that I explore in my skateboard class is like when you're creating your brand, like what are you interested in? Large majority of the students be like nothing. They say that. Yeah. Like, how can you be fourteen and fifteen and not be interested in anything? What do you do after school? Well, I go home and watch TV. That's it. You don't do anything else? No, I don't. That's like coolly wide, like eye opening to me. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, as a parent, I'm really kind of cognizant of that. And so, I don't want my son to ever say to a teacher or even to me, "I don't have any interests." Because I have a ton of them. I could, again, yeah, go yeah. back to the recommendation <laughs> list yeah, and I could yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah, and so, unique. like, modeling that sort of thing. Like, you know, when I am with started the band, it's like, okay, you're coming along. You're singing a song. <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to be surrounded by creative individuals. Uh, with the Rad Dad stuff, like, we do, I do community outreach kind of things. Um, so, you know, for example, there's... Um, uh, uh, or we have a high school for teen moms and um, can't remember the name now, Braemar, I think. And so they do a, they do a, a Father's Day barbecue every June and they reached out to, to me and said, hey, would you like to be involved? And so I, sure, being a science teacher, I created this, like, didn't really create it, I just found it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. The Stomp Rocket thing, actually I'm presenting about that oh, one yeah. of my sessions today, is Stomp Rockets. And so you just make paper rockets and shoot them up in the air. Like, it was, it's a hit. So they've asked us back, like, you know, four or five years in a row. And I purposely brought my son, okay, let's let's go. And, and he builds rockets with the kids. And so getting involved, going back to that community piece, yeah. there's that. Um, and then also, I, I think you have to just really work on their self-esteem. And mm-hmm. so you talk about the negative pieces. It's so easy. And I find it too. I, I doom scroll. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. holy cow, 30, 40 minutes. Like, yeah. could have did this or this or this yeah, or this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. Um, but so I try to break those kind of, you know, I try to be cognizant of that. I think sometimes if they're not cognizant that they've just wasted 40 or 50 minutes of their time, uh, that they could have done something creative. It goes back to that, that creative piece. That's something I've really tried to explore in my last number of years is just, and, and so you got to introduce that. Our schools got to be a, do, do a better job. Uh, you know, we, we see lack of funding in the arts. We see lack of funding in music programs. We see music programs that are, are no longer existent. But that being said, you know, we also have to kind of change with the time. Right. Like, right. does a kid generally, like, and you know, don't take it the wrong way, these, the classical kind of music teacher, you know, does a kid really want to play a trumpet? Maybe. Yeah. Does he want to play an electric guitar or drums? Probably. Yeah. So we, I, you know, and some of our schools in our, our district have some really rich programs like that. So meet this, you know, where they talk about, I actually did a project with a friend. He's a social teacher at my school and we did a rock and roll high school club and we ended up recording a song. We pressed it on a vinyl record. Kids were stoked about it. Wow, so these were kids, you know, in their club that were, that, 
some of them didn't go to school. The only time they came to school was to sing <laughs> or play punk yeah. punk cover songs that we were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of went away. So I, I wanted to talk about the, like the self esteem part. Mm. That I guess that's what I was uh, trying to get at. Yeah. Cause can we swear on this show? Oh yeah, it's been done. Okay. So I don't know if it, about you like that algorithm and you know it. You, you look at the same stuff and it doesn't make you feel good. It makes you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you don't have enough or you, you, yeah. you, you're always comparing yourself to that. And yeah. so that's the thing that I, well, it has an effect on me personally, but also like think about my son as like, you know, bombarded with, you know, we talked about before we started this segment with kids wanting to have money and be rich because that's all they see then in their feed if that's what yeah. they're looking at. Yeah. So they're always comparing themselves and you know, you like, you're not going to be Kardashian. You're not going to be, you know, make billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Like there's this, like this billionaire class has taken over the social media and, and it's super interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And yes, you know, there's days where like, I wish I was a billionaire and and sure, not sure. But I think if they have strong self-esteem, then they um, won't really kind of succumb to that and won't yeah. compare them like you know what I'm good enough of who I am and so that has to come from you as a parent or also us as teachers if, if we go kind of the teacher out being all yeah. teachers here too like do we do a good enough job um, building up our kids and I, I I don't know I if I look back you know I'm teaching a, I just teach science and so sometimes I don't want to throw another thing on the teacher plate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I get it but at the same time um, that's what's kind of afforded me that opportunity with that skateboard class that I've done. I've managed, I feel, to uh, create a, a program where it helps students discover who they are uh, and also be proud of what they've done. Because hmm. I tell you, like after they've done their skateboard, after months of trying to figure out what they were interested in, you could see the pride yeah. in, in those things, the pride in the shirt they made, the pride in the sticker that they made. Um, and so that was interesting, like, cause I've taught, you know, high level science for uh, so long and you don't really, you can kind of see that. Like, I don't, I don't know what it's like mm-hmm. in terms of like English or anything like that, but you know, yeah, yes, I, I solved that really hard problem. Oh, yeah. good for you. Yeah. you know, there's, there's a sense of pride, but it's different from the yeah. creative kind of kind of aspect. And yeah. it really changed my perspective on kind of teaching. And that's where I kind of went down and kind of diverged going from, you know, just purely science. And that's also kind of, I saw that when I went from a high school to the outreach school. So I, I you know, I, I made the conscious decision to go work with kind of at-risk youth and youth that tend not to like school and, mm. and you know, they're, they're addicted to drugs, have a low self-esteem, all of that sort of thing. And I found that doing art was was the way. And I'm not an art-trained teacher at all, but I have lots of friends that are artists, and I surround myself by those creative mm-hmm. people. And I'm like, 
I'm inspired by them, so I'm going to bring my friends into yeah. the school to work with my students. So my friend who's you know, a musician, we, mm-hmm. he's, he's the one that recorded stuff. We wrote a song for another project looking at, um, you know, look at, what did we look at? Um, protest songs. So we mm-hmm. wrote a protest song and you know, p- learned it on our ukuleles. <laughs> uh, and we did a, another skateboard kind of project looking at poverty, and we, we visited uh, the the uh, Old Strikona Youth Society, which is in Edmonton, which is just off White Avenue. And that's where youth that are homeless go. It's not a shelter per se, but it's a, it's a community center. And so I would take students there and say, okay, and we would, we would do art with them. And I had students, you know, on the way back, like, holy shit, like those, those kids are my age and they're on the street and I'm going home to a nice warm house. And so it's just kind of opening those doors, I guess. I don't know. I think the with that. <laughs> one one like theme that I'm I'm hearing is and it kind of ties back to the the punk ethic too is just like the DIY like do it yourself like just do something. Yeah. Right? Like you can't really have self-esteem if you don't do anything. Um and you don't know who you are and you don't know what your interests are if you don't do anything. So yeah, like and that's I mean as teachers and parents we have to I guess I feel inspired to um, give my my kids and students experiences of actually doing things, not just learning about things, but actually doing those things. And it can be as simple as like, like just go and wing it, like just do something, get off the screen, go meet people, make something. You're not an artist. That's okay. Let's, let's create some artwork. Um, so that's kind of my, what I'm hearing. And I think that's really cool. The, I guess I don't want to be a downer, but my, the, the hard part, the part I, I struggle with, I guess, is with my own kids, like, am I forcing them then? And I feel like seeing my students who aren't going out and doing things, they're going home and just looking at their screen. I wonder if their parents either don't want to force things on their kids um, because they, they either don't have the resources to provide those opportunities or, even parents are apathetic and said, well, it's easier if my kids are just on TikTok in their room. So that's, I guess, the, yeah, I love the idea of like activity, like go do something, get out there. But there's still like social structures and, and things we're working against. One of the things you said earlier about the kind of stereotypical bumbling dad and the way rad dads kind of looks to combat that um, it just got me thinking about how a bumbling kind of dad might look at things like punk rock or skateboarding as a traditionally detached part of the youth culture where all oh, those kids like what are they're just troublemakers or they're just um, there's no community there but the way you look at kids Christian and have kind of even seen those communities as places where a lot of rich creativity is happening um, and then you've fostered or stepped in to engage those students. I just think that's a, a really unique perspective that you have. Um, and I wonder the role that adults, teachers, parents have in finding those connections with, with students or our own children. Like how critical is that to be the, not the force like you're talking about, like you have to go do this, but just that kind of bridge to community and engagement. 
clearly you're doing it in all kinds of ways. You're being recognized for it. You're here at teachers convention to talk about it, but you must look at things with a bit of a different lens or it seems to me you do. Yeah. I'd like to, 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 to agree with that. I, I think I have a unique perspective and it, it goes back to, you know, maybe sounds, I don't know. I, I'm always feel uncomfortable saying this, but it it goes back to punk rock. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, a lot of people, I think, dismiss that or they hear the word punk rock or like, like you just said, like, yeah. oh, like, but no, like you mentioned before, sorry, like your, one of your students using an example of a good leader being Andrew Tate. Like, yeah. That's part of my language. Those are fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> my heroes growing up were lead singers of punk bands, Bad Religion. I've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Like Greg Graffin has a, a doctorate in zoology. And all of his his lyrics and the things that he's talking about, I always always had to have a dictionary when reading his lyrics. And it's like to me, it was like, how can these two worlds, this academic academia and punk rock, collide? Like that was me. Like because I really loved science and I was I really enjoyed school, but I love punk music and the aesthetic of it. And like he brought it together. Like if you look at Offspring, for example, the lead singer also has a has a doctorate, um, and. And so, and then the bands like Dead Kennedys, for example, or Propagandy talking about Noam Chomsky, who's that? So then I would go look at who, like Noam Chomsky, probably one of the most important academics the world has seen in in terms of, of, you know, my education on politics and the way that, so all of that kind of, kind of collides. And then the skateboarding piece too, um, I don't know if you know a band Minor Threat. So Ian McKay kind of, there's a quote that I always kind of have. I think I have it on my desk and, you know, skateboarding is not a hobby. It's not a sport. It's, it's a way of looking at the world. And so that really epitomized or summed it up for me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of like me. Because if you look at, like for a simple example, but you go to a, a parking lot and you see a curb. What do you, what do you see? Well, it's just a cement curb. Most people just see it as, I see it as an opportunity for me to get on my skateboard <laughs> if I put Dark a little bit of wax and, do, and do, do a trick on it. Yeah. So it's a different lens for sure. And so, um, yeah, that it, but it also goes back to my interest. Like, I'm just still interested in that. I'm still interested in skateboarding culture. I'm still interested in punk music. I still go to shows. And so there's that kind of the youth aspect of all of those things. It's kind of like counterculture still a little bit. There's kind of the, I'm not saying I was ever rebellious in nature, but I never, if we look at punk rock, they kind of like two, two forks. Like you have the, like the punkers are like destroy the state, smash everything. Yeah. I was never like that. I was like, okay, this system, I don't like it, but I want to change it. And so I want right. to be a bit more progressive mm-hmm. and, and, and creative about that. So making it be, you know, being more academic about it. Um, yeah. I don't know if that, that kind of makes sense. So I've always been that way and approach that. My teaching, I see teaching or, or education as our answer. And it sounds a bit cliche, you know, kind of like the knowledge is power, power kind of piece. But I think yeah. it's true. The only way to kind of get out of these issues that we see like say global warming is education yeah really it's, it's that yeah. it's kind of simple like how do we you know how do we deal with our you know the the mental health issues with 
kids and youth with with social media well we have to educate them on the use of that um how do we get them involved in the community to make change well we have to educate and show them and model um and so it's always been something that i guess like an activist approach yeah which which is hard being a teacher because you also always want to kind of have both sides of the story and not be biased but yeah. Yeah. I could never be a social teacher because I just couldn't do it <laughs> because <laughs> I like challenge. in university yeah. grew up like reading books about anarchism like yeah. that's not talked about because what do we see anarchists as being like destroying things but mm-hmm. if you look at like you know anarchism from an academic standpoint it's not what it's saying at all but then you get into conspiracy theories yeah. of like, you know, the people that in power, they have this, you know, when anarchists were, you know, back in the day tr- trying to kind of evoke change. Because it's actually the anarchist movement that, that got us uh, a work week that we, <laughs> we could right. you know, tolerate. It started with, with you know, anarchists mm-hmm. and the, the socialist kind of type of piece. So that, anyways, that's always been kind of in, an interest of me of mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it's like the golden rule, just doing well for people. Is it is that yeah. hard? <laughs> it shouldn't you be know? as hard as and we, we make talk it. about like the financial like the the, the 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 divide we see now between you know the rich like it's they're rich yeah yeah rich it's rich. not just like, rich <laughs> yeah like yeah. uber rich yeah. like the billionaire class is yeah I don't want to sound like a conspiracy nut but they have a lot of power and influence a lot of things yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, that that affects our youth because our youth yeah. kind of see that bombarded with that and it gives them a negative. Uh, or a, a different view, it's not really reality. Right. The likelihood that you're going to be a billionaire is pretty small. Okay? And the likelihood you're going to be really rich is pretty small. Yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It happens really, you know, interesting, you know, with social media. Now we have to see, like, influencers making a lot of money. You know, you see kids, um, you know, making millions of dollars playing video games and stuff like that. Yeah. So it is possible. Yeah. But it, I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, Sorry, I, I just think about how much they look up to the wealthy. Like they're just like the best people that we have because they have their money and they've they must be the best of us. And it just kind of makes me feel sad. There's also an interesting piece. Like they have no influence. Like there's nothing that you a person with who's so apathetic would even have a platform to influence. Like you would have nothing to say, right. you, yeah. but you just want the money. It's <laughs> right. sort of a weird dichotomy. Yeah. Well, it, and that's the thing, you know, I could tie it back into to my skateboard class. So they, yeah. once they create their brand, they have to create an Instagram account and mm. promote their brand mm. and they have to gain followers and stuff like that. And so they got to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah. don't. Right. So they think that they're going to like, so here's an, here's a class where I'm kind of giving you. Know, so if you really want to be, have this influence on social media, do it here. Yeah. This, yeah. You're getting the grades for it. You're, you're in school doing it, but they don't. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. How many followers? So I give them like a certain number of time to gain or as a number of the more followers you get. So I have this rubric and then if they get okay. you know, 40 or plus followers in, in a few weeks, <laughs> and some, <That's> cool. <laughs> some like, why don't you have 10 followers? Well, I'm not on my phone or not on social media but you said that you wanted to be the social media influencer and that yeah well it's really hard it takes a lot of time yes it does <laughs> that's a good maybe you should, right there. yeah <laughs> maybe you should think about the fact that those like, like if i talk about the like kardashians for example i'm sure they work really really yeah. really hard like you can't tell me they're not sitting and scrolling on their phone right they're working they, they have, have a people plan working they from have, them. Yeah. you know i, I I came across a quote one time or 
or something on on social media. You know, the, why is the, why is there no why do we see no commercials for Lamborghinis? Is <laughs> yeah. because the people that can afford to buy those don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. They're not on social mm-hmm. media. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, makes yeah it makes sense. They yeah. probably aren't. Yeah, listen to podcasts. <laughs> right. New sponsor. This segment <laughs> brought to you by Kim We don't have a lot of time left with Christian here. Thank you so much for spending this morning with us. It's been really great. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to say at the end? Like, we should probably wrap it up, Tyler. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to honor the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I should be the one you asked that question. But Christian... Is there anything you want to talk about? Because I'll get another chance. We oh, don't know. I, when I don't be know. Back I could, did I did I blab too much? It's kind of sometimes I get on this no, this no. thing. You you kind of moving forward. I think we talked touched on this. So like moving forward harmoniously. So bringing right. you back to your mm. the the title of your podcast and kind of the reason. I don't know. I'm just repeating myself. Um, it's education. I, I really think that. And I'll, and I'll end. I'll not end, but. The basis of change is educate, derived from discussion, not hate, not myth, not muscle, not etiquette. And so that's a, that's a quote from a mm. propaganda song that, again, I was preparing for the propaganda podcast and I'm like, oh, this kind of ties <laughs> yeah, in, like awesome. all these, these kind of layers. And so I think that is it. I think it's as, as simple as that. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, not saying that to, to try to educate people is an easy thing to do, Yeah, but it's just... You know, you're doing it too with having discussions like this. It's, you know, having people kind of think about that, having the discussion. I think our schools maybe need to do a better job of having discussions. I don't know what happens in, in you know, a lot of the classrooms. So I'm right. just speaking from my experience. You know, you know, look, Pink Shirt Day was just just last week. Yeah. We, we do we do a good job. And then I was watching at some of the schools, like, you know, posting t-shirt pictures and their t-shirts and stuff like but did they ever once really have like the sit-down conversation with the youth say hey this is what this is about what is your experience were you bullied have you been bullied we've all been bullied but we don't have those open frank discussions we yeah, just or, put a t-shirt on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know orange orange shirt day is kind of the same thing do you really understand why we're wearing an orange shirt and what we've done yeah yeah you know, Maybe it happens. Yeah, I hope so, studies. but because it's know, maybe not tokenism enough. otherwise and not yeah. doing anything. So I, I think that also like change. Like we need to see change in a program. You know, I, I mentioned about like not to pick on the again the music people, but we need to kind of change with the times, and we're not we're not keeping up. The last time that there was a science high school science program change was two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what scientific advancement has happened. <laughs> it's not only that. Like even with the social stuff, yeah. I'm sure um, there's a ton of. Yeah, I don't know. I could, I could go on and on. Yeah, it's like we have to keep up with the times, um, but also hold on to things that we value, like from when we like when I was your age. Like there's some value there, I think, to like just being active and doing things. Um, but then, yeah, kind of merging those two things, like meeting kids where they're at, what, like, the reality is they're social media, and they are, you, you talked about projects, getting them to use it, like, but using it differently, like, actively, yeah, instead of passively. So it's, it's like, yeah, we're, we're kind of in this, it's so it feels hard. like a time of inactivism. It, where it's, it's so hard because they're so far ahead of us with that, usually that world, 
I know my, like in terms of my Instagram for rad dads, it's like, people are like, well, you should like try to grow this. I'm like, I don't know how to grow it. Now you got to do reels. I don't know how to do reels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what yeah. is the difference between a reel and a story? I don't really know. Yeah. You know, everyone's like Instagram. It was like Facebook is like for the old boomers and like yeah. Instagram. I like the Instagram platform. It's relatively easy to use, but no one's really, you know, now it's TikTok, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to yeah. start a TikTok or how to do it. So it's, we have to look at them as maybe being being kind of the experts maybe kind yeah. of flip that script yeah. a little bit and it's yeah. like okay why are you so interested in tiktok and can we use this use this power for good mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> maybe i don't know yeah yeah and that ties into this kind of the social justice piece because that's yeah. kind of just i want to again it sounds a bit cliche but i want to make the world a better place and i i yeah well we know, started kind of, by talking about hope like what gives you hope it gives me hope when we meet teachers like you who are modeling what that looks like at a systems level with universities and in high schools and with where it really matters on the ground level with kids. Um, so I think that that gives me hope. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like that's kind of been, you know, the grassroots kind of nature of rad dads, the grassroots kind of nature of some of the projects that I've done. Um, yeah. I don't know. All stem from like the punk rock ethos of that's cool. doing it yourself and, and trying to make positive community change mm-hmm. um, you know there's lots of pockets of, of kids doing lots of p- positive things too so I'm yeah. always a bit you know hesitant to like hark on them because there is some some good stuff some yeah. lots some, of good stuff some diamonds in the rough so to speak yeah I gotta write some punk rock jingles for this episode oh yeah you help me with that I'll try <laughs> <laughs> well I think that's uh, I think in closing hey I think that's good for this morning uh, Christian, you have a presentation to give him a little bit. Hey, are you nervous? No. Oh, come on. I'm, d- I'm done being <laughs> nervous. nervous. I just want it to be over. Ice cold. <laughs> I'm like, why did I sign? It's like three back to back and I have no time for lunch. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh, Slave labor. No, I'm doing <laughs> I enjoy doing these, yeah. doing it. I like enjoy meeting people, meeting teachers and maybe trying to inspire them to kind of do something mm-hmm. maybe new or different yeah. in their classroom. And, and that kind of like started teaching, you know, I had some really great teachers growing up and really awful ones and I always thought I could do better than the awful ones and mm-hmm. want um, you know being a dad to that but I gotta like curb myself a little bit because like I'm sometimes a bit hard <laughs> on some teachers and, and yeah. uh, you know I want the best for my kids yeah that's and, right you know I give it my I try to give it my all all the time in the classroom and, and so um, I've done some fun stuff that has has generated some success and engaged students and I um, yeah, I just want to share. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah. It's awesome yeah. to meet you. Um, we were reminded of the importance of confession from a spiritual guide last episode so it's a con- it's a harmonious practice we're going to continue to do and my confession is related to hearing um our guest today christian talk about things he's done in his life i was actually thinking this week um in my life as opportunities have come my way i i've kind of passively accepted them when it's been work or um personal improvement and i haven't always been driven to do things i think on my own and then when I hear uh, Christian, just all the things he's doing and involved in, 
I, it kind of doubles down on my, am I a driven enough per person? Do I seek opportunities or create opportunities enough for myself? Maybe it's because I turned 46 a couple weeks ago and I'm having like a midlife crisis of some sorts, but hmm. maybe my confession is I don't think I'm a driven enough person. Yeah. I, mm. Is that I'm really just, a confession? Just going to leave that out there. Is that a confession? No. Uh, the confession. Yeah. No, it maybe is. There's more to sharing it. something. Make yourself vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, can you look back on your life and there's been times where you were more driven or you, or no, that's just not part of your, it's sort of like, I like doing new things, but I don't always seek them out. I just, when they come to me, I take them. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And is that like good enough? Am I wasting away and not using my talents or I don't maybe, know, maybe you, know. you didn't listen to enough punk rock growing up, <laughs> yeah. although I kind of did, but maybe yeah. they were too mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> does bad religion and offspring count? I think a little bit. Before they were like really big. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, more punk rock. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, My confession is, uh, has to do with inspiration from Christian as well. Oh man. Mine goes back a few years. I saw Christian presenting on uh, the protest song that he mentioned, actually doing protest songs with his students. And during the presentation, I was inspired to change my teaching wardrobe by Whoa. Christian because he had just uh, I think just like black jeans and just like a long sleeve tee but it, like I'm like I think I could get away with that look like it's professional enough for the school I teach at hmm. but it looks comfortable and casual so I went and bought uh, like three <laughs> like three colors of just a long long sleeve tee huh. and made that kind of my uniform for a while really no Do, are you yeah. still dressing like that as a teacher yeah, I've expanded. It's not just the long sleeve tee every day. It's also cold where I teach, so yeah. quite often there's layers. You need to mock involved. turtleneck or something. Yeah. But hmm. so yeah, my confession is that he has I, been very influential. He, yeah, influenced my fashion for choice. years. Yeah, he had a cool shirt on today too. Yeah, listeners, of course, have no idea. Um, thanks, Ty. I'll I'll add a quick one. A few years back, I got the idea that like white jeans would be pretty cool. I don't. I don't know where this came from. But I just thought was it, it from Christian? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was from a Christian. I don't know. But I saw like I, I I went and bought a pair of white jean pant things. Yeah. I wore them one time and realized <laughs> I look like an idiot. <laughs> was it after Labor Day? And there's <laughs> and there's and they're still in my. I've I never worn them again. They're in my closet. It was a huge well, how long ago was this? Five or six years. Whoa, maybe more. But it, but your thing about the pants reminded me of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I have no idea why I got in my head that'd be cool. But it wasn't cool. I like that you still have them though. They're still sitting there. Like they might, and they fit nicely. They but might look come out of the closet. So at one. bad. <laughs> <laughs> look so bad. <laughs> and then like anyway, my sorry. That was my reminded me of that real quick okay. confession is I just feel Chris. This is a serious one. I feel like a bad friend that what? you had your birthday, and oh. I had no idea. Like, yeah. didn't even, like, text you. Yeah. You've been doing this podcast for how many years? We're all right. good friends, and I don't even, like, Put it in your Google calendar thing. for next year I'm so have you to, can send I feel me a text. Like Happy I'm birthday. I'm 40 in June, and you're not going to hear the end of it. <laughs> it comes closer. June what again? 14th. Right. You, but for you too, Ty. Like, I just, I, I think I maybe talked to you, but I didn't really yeah. do anything. Like, I got to do, maybe I got to be a gift uh, giver. I'm not a gift giver. That's I, a good confession. I wasn't <sighs> looking for gifts. I don't care if you're but looking for But a text would be nice. At least a text. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's cool. If you want to get a hold of us, you know how to do it. Yeah. 
by now you should know that we only accept emails at our primary email <laughs> address, which is harmonious gentleman at gmail.com. Yes. All right. And you can follow us on Instagram mostly. Even if you haven't followed us, check out Tyler's things he makes, like the pictures he puts together for Instagram. They look awesome. Tyler. Yeah, they, they look do. amazing. Do a great well, job. You. Somebody uh, actually, we went to a session on AI yesterday at the teachers conference and somebody came up to me and said, Hey, I saw the images you guys had generated for your podcast oh, really? that AI did. And those were so cool. Yeah. Hmm. So good job. Nice. Wow. Well done. Tyler. Can and I take AI. credit for something that Tyler AI plus did? AI? Yeah. Equals success. And also check out uh, Rad Dad's. Yeah, we didn't. We forgot to ask him to plug at the end of stuff, but he did mention a few times. So yeah, yeah. Rad Dad's Rad podcast. Dad's, it sounds like there's some cool events. They have a good website and yeah. cool events. Yeah. I would love to go bring our kids to one yeah, of the shows. Yeah, I know that would be, be fun. Blast. You can come too, Chris. Punk show. See if my kids want to come. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk to you guys next time on nice. yeah, Rad this podcast. Dad's. Harmonious gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Harmonious gentlemen.